Hey guys, welcome to episode 16 of Defy the Norm podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you which RV you should buy. You know, when we started RVing back in 2009, we started off with a class A, then we went to a toy box or toy hauler, then we went to a class C, and now we're in a big monster fifth wheel. So I'm going to be sharing with you which RV is best for you. To inspire you to boldly and unapologetically live outside the box, dream big, and question everything. This is the Defy the Norm podcast with nomads with a purpose. Welcome, I'm Robin. Victor. And we are going to share with you today which RV is right for you. Because, you know, it really depends on if you're a single traveler or if you're like us who have five kids. And six years ago, we decided to move into our RV so we could travel and live life to the fullest. And on our channel here, we are sharing not only RVing and fitness and mindset and manifestation, but, you know, everything that you need to empower your dreams and you know make amazing memories together i mean for six years we have seen like 30 countries we've traveled all over the u.s all the way to alaska through canada you know we really want to make it so that you too can take control of your life and live those dreams and not just grind it out all the time so today before we get started like and subscribe, share with your friends, guys. We're trying to grow our channel. We're trying to provide you with amazing content. Thank you so much for the emails. Remember, we can't have comments on because we have kids on our channel. So we get a lot of, I think every day we get notifications from people saying, hey, turn on your comments. I'm like, we can, unfortunately. I got community guidelines on YouTube if we have kids on our channel, but we love the emails. Thank you for the support. So first, before I get started, I was thinking like, I woke up this morning, it's hard to video this early because like puffy eyes and I'm so, I look so tired still, but it's really that I'm just so rested because we're camping in a place in St. George and this campsite happens to be like right on the edge. It's so quiet. You don't hear a single noise. I think we slept almost 10 hours last night. <laughs> it's crazy. So I'm like, wow, I don't know if I can record, but we're here. We're here recording even with puffy eyes because living in an RV is just, it's amazing and I, I really want to empower you. It's not the only way, you know, if, you're, if you totally love your house and stuff, I get it. But for us, it empowered us to go do the things that we really enjoy. My dad called me this morning. He's like, what are you doing? Yep, going rock climbing again. It's like, you really do like live an insanely fun life. I'm like, yeah, you pretty much do. It's great. Uh, so let's talk about what kind of RV because we've owned four RVs, I believe. We had a class A, then we had a toy hauler. And then with Class C. Yeah, we both. The only thing, the only one we haven't owned is a Class B, but that would be kind of silly for us. I do expect at some point, maybe when we when we have less kids or we want to grow our fleet, smaller trips. Um, and we'll get into this as Robin starts to get you figure out which one you want. A lot of times it's what you're gonna do, right? Yeah, let's sort of go ahead and start with that. It really, the first thing you need to decide is talk to your significant other or talk to yourself in your head and say like, realistically, 
what kind of traveler am I going to be or what type of RVer? Am I looking, for, am I a weekend warrior? And I just, for a long time, we were just weekend warriors. We'd take our fifth wheel out to the desert to ride quads. We'd camp at the beach in um, Imperial Beach in San Diego. And so we really didn't need a ton of comfort. We didn't even need a ton of storage space. We wanted something we could either put our surfboards in, put in our bicycles, Bikes, yeah. or put our quads in. And for that kind of travel, a a fifth wheel without slides was, was perfect. In fact, it was almost better to have something that was kind of, it always had sand in it. It was always dirty. I would hate having the fifth wheel of my dreams and have that lifestyle. You know, I'm, I want next, we have this beautiful fifth wheel here, but you know, I want one with uh, a side, a slide on porch. the side or a porch, thank you, on the, the side and in the back. And I don't want to dry camp with it. I don't want kids bringing dirt in it. I want it to stay nice and and pristine and so that is just not going to happen for another year or two until those younger ones are a little bit older so if you are think you're just a weekend warrior and you're just doing short trips that's a great way to go um, but again if you're also just doing one or two road trips a year then it might be better to look into a motorhome because motorhomes make it so that it's easier to just kind of constantly be traveling the big thing with oh you want to talk about the hitching up and yeah, I think that uh, one of the challenges that if you're getting a travel trailer or even a fifth wheel, uh, the unique thing is uh, before we got our fifth wheels, um, I had helped back up a boat trailer. And so I kind of understand the concept of which way to cut. And the tra a trailer responds much quicker. A fifth wheel has a little bit of a delay on it. And if you don't know what a fifth wheel is, it's essentially the end of that. It goes into the bed of the truck. And so how you're set up is different than on the bumper when you're doing when you're using a travel trailer. So when it's set up in the back and you make your cut, the trailer won't respond instantly. There's a little bit of a delay. So you have to kind of forecast forward. Okay, that's about right now. Follow back and, and make your cut. And that can be a little unnerving, especially with this, this monster 42 feet. That can be a little bit of a challenge. But honestly, no, I'm going to say personally, I think towing a fifth wheel is so much easier than towing a travel trailer. Yeah. Um, you know, you're... It just feels more secure. Uh, the big thing with having a fifth wheel is that you really get to maximize your space because you're not as long. Part of that length is on top of your truck. So personally, I think fifth wheel trailers are the best way to go if you are looking to have a family, especially a family our size, live in it. Now we were definitely an exception. The reason we did not go to a fifth wheel like this at first mm -hmm. is because I was ADD. In, in the sense of for travel like Wait, i wanted changed okay, i am add yeah thank you and i want to go maximally do as many things as possible when we first started we were purely doing road trips like covering thousands of miles at a time uh like thousands of miles within only 10 days yeah. and so we wanted to have the ability to just be constantly going yeah so yesterday we talked about how much it costs to live in an rv and i went through like some budgeting tips because really how much it costs in an rv depends on the type of travel you are for us in our class c initially we were just trying to travel really fast so a class c was better because one while we are driving if a kid's like i have to go to the bathroom you can be like unbuckle real quick go to the bathroom i'm hungry you can run over into the Make kitchen it, yeah. grab some snacks it's so much easier i think with young kids to be in like a class c or a motorhome if you're going to be traveling a lot now if you have young kids and you're going to be living in a big fifth wheel 
and you're not going to be changing spots very often, then yeah, fifth wheel's great. You're going to have so much more space. Uh, another thing, let's talk real quick about privacy. Let's keep the essentials. <laughs> With benefits of a fifth wheel. Is you actually have, well, one of the benefits, again, privacy is that our, our master bedroom is right in the front that attaches. And so we actually have a door that closes. In our Class C, we actually didn't have a door that closed and we we're really right next to the kids. So um, if you're talking late at night or whatever else you do then, um, it can, you can, you're, you're having to adjust for that. Uh, a fifth wheel. It was fine when the kids were little, yeah, but as sure. they got older, it's like, hmm, this isn't gonna work yeah, so well. Yeah. You can't stay up later than them. And so that is definitely, with little kids, those are the factors you're gonna definitely, are you gonna be traveling fast? Uh, how young are they? And then, uh, like, is, are they going to bed before you? Can you, you know, even if you have younger kids, a big thing is I know a lot of friends who like set up, babies need to take naps. And so having a space where you can go put them down for a nap and close a door and make it dark, those things really help. And sometimes a fifth wheel is easier for that. This window here, this is um, bunk, bunk beds. Yeah. Uh, you can see another video here about a tour of what our RV looks like. But these are, two sets of bunk beds so technically it's sleep six now here's our problem is that we do not have little kids in fact we have two adults now and it's technically almost three adults and you know we almost have a 22 year old and a, a 20 year old that are still hanging out with us and doing these awesome things with us and at that size like that size human doesn't fit always really well in these small little bunk beds so a little tidbit is to before you purchase an RV, go and measure your kid <laughs> and measure the bunk bed and be like, hey, are they, are they gonna be able to sleep or how quickly they're gonna outgrow, outgrow it? it? We actually have, I mean, Jariah, our 12 year old son is starting to have trouble fitting in that upper bunk bed. I think he actually just likes to sleep with his little sister anyway, so it makes him feel safe, but otherwise. So what we did is, uh, you know, we've had to evolve the sleeping situation as they got bigger. When we were in our Class C, it was fine because we had a bed in the back and actually the cab above the Class C was pretty long. So we could put uh, Danny, who is our oldest, we could put him up there for a while, but there did get to be a part. Uh, and then Gabby was on the couch and that was big enough. And Tati would sleep back with us. Jariah would sleep with Danny and that left I would sleep with Danny on the top bunk and that would leave Isabel on the table. Well, she was the one who became the issue that grew. Luckily, she's kind of short for her age, but she did outgrow that table at some point and it happened to be about the same time that we moved into this. And these bunks were long enough that for her at five, five foot two inches, she's fine. Our kids that are five foot four inches are, are really outgrowing those bunks and so what we did is we replaced our couches in our main area with Ikea couch with Ikea couches that open like futons that open to beds and so now Danny and Gabby get to sleep on those but now the kids aren't all in the back room so it's it's a give and take give and take I think the nice thing with toy haulers uh is that they have two queen beds usually that drop down and so a queen bed is going to sleep like I could technically put all five kids back there on two queens if I needed to, or put two and then put one on the, a floor mattress. So you, I mean, for families down, thinking of downsizing to an RV, sleep is the most important thing. Now, if you're handy, you can- That's not me. <laughs> people assume that we live this actually some people still swear that i'm handy in some ways i'm like i don't want to get my hands in those there so i prefer something that's already functioning well there's some things that i do uh, but 
I think it does help. I, I think the beautiful thing about having YouTube, I, I was able to fix our problem solve our washer and dryer combination just using YouTube. And I was like, well, all right, I ain't gonna make it worse. Let's That's go. I was gonna say, if you're handy, there are so many YouTube videos right. on how to convert fifth wheels, how to convert vans, that you really don't have to worry about the sleeping arrangements because you can custom build it to, Got it. to the way you want it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so type of travel we covered real quick. Uh, one of the things with type of travel is like drop and go. If you are going to be in one spot for, that's why Victor said, you're not an ADD. I'm like, I'm not ADD. We're staying put in this spot for a whole week. That's a big <laughs> deal. And so it's nice to just drop, set up, and then take, our take truck. the truck and go places. I think with that goes, uh, as you know, we're very big fans of Enneagram and I tied into empowerment coaching and you should know your Enneagram I think when you go to pick your RV because Ooh, some people are just hardwired for certain comforts more. I mean I think if you're type one, type two, type six, you're probably going to want even even type five too I think you're going to want a certain level of comfort, organization and predictability to your setup you're probably not going to be the type of traveler like me who wants to be on the road constantly moving uh, because you know when you're constantly moving things are just going to be messy there's more you know, Victor hated it it was so hard to have that feeling of like where are we going next what are we going to do next? like I, I don't know I got to get my bearings and now we're in this type of travel and he thrives I get slightly bored but I've I've got my fill over the last few years of uh, high-paced travel so it's okay now so Maybe if you're type seven or type eight, um, maybe even type three, you you can you you almost prefer the chaos of it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that prospecting nature of like boom, let's figure it out, boom, let's figure it out. And there's there's some there's a little bit of level that I can adjust for that. Obviously, what you choose to to purchase is going to dictate a little bit of that. You know, this is a large fifth wheel, so we can't just go oh we're just gonna keep going and boondock somewhere. Uh, whereas our class C, literally, she could. Robin gets this amazing second wind about midnight and then she just wants to drive and then she'll just pull over in a truck stop and and which is fine. Yeah, let's completely. talk about that real yeah. quick. So I talked about it, I touched on it in our yesterday's video about how much it costs for us to live in an RV. So it's totally doable. We have a, we have a tendency to drive late at night if we're on a road trip or we're trying to cover a lot of ground. I do prefer to drive from about 8 p.m. till like midnight, one in the morning. And so in a class C, it's easy for me to pull over maybe at 10, kind of make the bed, say everyone brush their teeth, and then I can get two more hours done, pull into a truck stop or a rest area, Walmart, sleep, and then keep, and then I can get up before everyone else and keep going and we cover, I mean, I, that makes it so I can knock out 300 miles while everyone's still sleeping. It's easier for the kids. It's probably not the typical way to travel. Now, could I do that with this? I have many times, but it ends up looking, my kids are also older, so they're a little bit more adaptable with this. It looks more like, oh, mom, how late are you gonna drive? Yeah. And me compromising, okay, I'll only drive till 10.30. And we still just, we've made it so that we can pull over and not have to take all the slides out and still just get out of the truck, get into the fifth wheel, and then let the razor, tra uh, yeah. razor go by. And then, and then get them up early and be like, all right, we're going. We just don't do it very often. Literally when we were in the class C for a couple years, that was like 
every that was night. Part and almost. Parcel, yeah, that it was, was part and parcel. So that provides it. It's nimble, smaller. You can pull off just about anywhere. You'll fit just about anywhere, right? Yeah. So going to national parks was a high priority for us those first few years. I still I, love national parks, but I do. Yeah, I, we just don't end up going as often in this well or we don't camp in them let me say this we still go to national parks we just don't camp in the national parks when we're towing this because of the size yeah right there's a size limitation when you go in national parks i believe it's 28 feet is the cutoff or no no feet? we had a 30 foot so it was still most national parks you could get into yeah. there are very few that you can't get into with a 30 foot but if you get to 35 foot you're going to be really limited so if you foresee like, oh man, I just want to go see all those national parks, stay to 30 feet or less, it'll make it so that you just have so many more options. And really camping in a national park is one of the uh, best things in life, I think. It's really well, special. Well, yeah, I think they have it all set up. Of course, this was, I, I, who knows what that's going to look like before, but like for me, it was an opportunity in natural, natural homeschooling. And then, you know, your trails are all got, all perfectly marked and the kids can get that real sense of adventure at the same time the national park you have some amenities yeah, amenities some amenities it's not like the most amazing amenities but you always have water and usually you have sewer and even if not again that easy to pull in and pull out and that another one is like i love camping on dirt roads i don't like or national forest areas i will not go take this off-roading because i just don't want to take the the, the risk. risk of like damaging it or having like dirt get in the slides and then my slides get jammed lots of people do if yeah. you're way more confident in that stuff and you have extra money to throw on it to me i'm like i just don't like the idea of having to throw money on something that i'm like oh just for just so that i could go camp on that dirt road with our class c tons of dirt yeah. road camping uh many times we've got stuck on dirt roads definitely check, check our channel like, yeah. when we got stuck on that dirt road um oh two actually we got stuck in the mud and mm. the time when we had it took about a hundred times to turn around on that dirt road in colorado yep good times yep and we're still married so yeah i'm like don't go down that road don't go down that road but robin's like well i can figure it out i'm like well we did uh and in the end uh, she's the one she was the one driving and so i'm like you you take care of it let's do it um the uh, cities is another one you know if we i laugh when we're in uh utah and idaho and Mon um not montana wyoming often and you see all these hundred foot toes like double toes yeah. they've got truck fifth wheel and, and a, a trailer. trailer with buggies and they double to and you say oh but you have to go into cities like it's not that hard in those states california just taking this thing is so hard i've taken our fifth we or our class c into san francisco Oh my goodness, I'd go, I would be downtown, crazy. Downtown like, San Francisco. Yeah, what am I doing? It's, it's really important to think like, okay, well, I'm not a national park traveler, but I love cities. And so if you're a city traveler, you're either going to want to have a trailer that you drop and you can camp outside the city and just take a normal vehicle right. in, or you might want to be in like a class uh, B, a, a van conversion. Class B and a van is kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, like class B, we think of like sprinter vans and so that's another one um what about like like right now the sun's the sun's on us it makes such a difference if you are going to be camping or living in a warm destination right i mean you're you're going to be outside meaning you don't need as much space in here with yeah. our class c when we would get into rate oh i don't know how we had the worst luck in san diego yeah. some nino. years you know yes. what el nino means the nino <laughs> we have a picture of robin and i like we just moved out into our Class C motorhome 
and it's more rain than I've seen. And we grew up in Southern ever. California. Ever. In San Diego, ever. yeah. Um, and so one, one thing people go, hey, how do you do it? How do you do it in that small space? I'm like, well, because the sun comes up, it's like, get out. And so our outside becomes your living space. Absolutely. <coughs> and for me. like in San Diego, we would always just have a big tent set up outside. And that was kind of our outside. yoga room or the kids' playroom. They weren't in the RV very much. You just, you're, it's warm enough. But those few years that it was El Nino and we'd get stuck inside or some places we've traveled. Oh, this happened to us in Europe. We traveled through Europe in a, yeah. in a 22 foot <laughs> camper for a long time. And it rains a lot in Europe. I didn't realize this when we went and totally different. Yeah. It's, and so we were stuck inside in like so little space. That was horrible. I do not recommend that for people. So know where you're going to kind of use your, your home base or travel to. If it's like this, it's so easy to, to get a great cooking, uh, yeah. like an outdoor cook stove and just do That'd most of kitchen, it outside. That's what we lot. did in uh, San Diego for a lot of times. All of our, we'd have a great barbecue, an outdoor cook area, that tent. We just had this amazing outdoor space. And so it was easy. Now, you don't want to look like the Clamptons. So also think through that, like we'll go into another video about what to store, but you kind of have to weigh that out. You don't want to have so much stuff too in your outdoor space that you're that person that everyone looks at in the campground. Like, yeah, you definitely live there. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you do. It doesn't really matter. I think uh, you, to be a good neighbor and if you're in those campgrounds, it stays organized, but a lot of people just really love to set up outside. But a lot of times you have a lot of junk outside. It kind of says like full timer. <laughs> so let's just pro and con. Um, let's start with my favorite. What do you think the best things about having a fifth wheel? Okay, best thing about having a fifth wheel, you have a little privacy as parents. Um, size, we're not transforming every night. Like you're not really breaking down every piece of furniture like our Class C. Uh, yeah, that's a big thing with the Class C. We had to, every day, you had to open the couch and put down the table and then make it in the morning. Like it's time to make breakfast. Isabel, you got to get up so I can have the table. Yeah, that was a unique challenge for me when I leave for work. I'm like, well, the cooking space is right next to them. So if I'm leaving early, it's like, yeah. I and might as well not eat. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of times I, I wouldn't do that. Um, the other thing with the with the fifth wheel of space, you have way more amenities. We actually have one and a half baths here, um, even though they use ours a lot. We always talk about that. But they, if we ever we have a, a sink and a toilet in the back so the kids can use that um, and then storage like you can carry just a little bit. more. Yeah, we have a lot. I mean, we have a whole island inside this fifth wheel. <clears throat> like it it really has a lot of space. For, I mean, we have a washer and dryer. Uh, I, I do Believe it or not, that that's that's huge because we don't have. There's a lot of us, so if you think like everyone's got a hoodie, times seven, maybe they want two, uh, and, and so like laundry can build build up. Yeah, quick. we'll do another video, um, like what you should keep to down downsize and how to organize your your RV. Um, we'll do a separate video on that. But I mean, I have so much more space for us to have clothes, and when we were in our class C and traveled full time. It was packed. Like, just if everyone keeps a couple books and they said a couple hoodies and a couple pairs of shoes and we have our sports stuff, it was so packed down that I do definitely um, think that this helps. Now, why, why, if you were like, Robin, well, why do you want a fifth wheel um, toy hauler? And the big thing, because one of them, those are heavy to tow. They are heavier to tow. Um, yes, I think they look cooler. So it is a little bit of, of that. Ego. Ego, sure. But the big thing to me is it lets so much more light in, I feel like, if I can open the back and if I can open the side, I'm a big, um, I need a lot of sunlight. I love 
bright spaces. That's my only thing that I don't like about this one is that it's dark. It's very dark in there and I'm cold easily. So we're not always camping in 80 degrees like I like. To me actually, with right the right San now. Diego's borderline cold in the winter for, <laughs> not border, San Diego's cold for me in the winter. And so I end up being inside a lot and I don't want to be inside. I want to be outside. And so to me, I feel like, well, the next step Evolution. is to be like, to have that patio. Is it that necessary? It's not worth the, the payment difference right now. And I talked about that in yesterday's video. Like I want to be able to be always debt free. So it's not worth the money yet. It's really, it's a silly thing when I'm like, oh, well we can just drive to somewhere warmer. But you might think different. Remember yeah, those beds, the, the, the better beds yeah. for kids when you have that fifth wheel. Um, do you want to be inst or yeah, the toy box. Thank you. Do you want to be insta famous? Like things like that. If you're not so handy, we've already did uh, how to paint your RV. We did not do an amazing job. It made a difference though. When we painted our classy C and made it white inside, it was all white and black and gray. And it looks so much cooler than what this looks like in the inside. But I told Victor, no, I'm not even capable of painting all of this yeah, that's too a, much yeah. of a project project for me nope i'd rather go rock climbing but. so the downsides of the so the pro, that's kind of the pros of the fifth wheel um the cons of the fifth wheel is obviously uh you know you can't boondock quite as easily um just you have to back it up it's a little bit more of a challenge and uh, you're kind of doing a drop and go so it depends on uh, on what your style of travel is going to be absolutely uh so as far as so this class c <clears throat> now we didn't really cover much with travel trailers i mean travel trailers is is literally the same as having the fifth wheel uh, the big ones to me is I'm like, i think it's not as easy to tow i feel like but but if you're comfortable towing it's minimal when we say not as easy to tow you have a little bit less maximized space in that travel trailer generally speaking that part that goes into the bed which you can sort of see at the front right here is your master and so you'll have kind of a little separate area from the main living room so it depends on how much what what, what your schedule is what you like to do um what your evenings look like how the age of your kids on how important that is i actually absolutely love that we have a master bedroom up there um, don't you the ceiling heights tend to be higher too in the fifth a, wheel yeah. so that's kind of nice it just makes you it makes it feel more spacious even if it's painted brown inside <laughs> uh, as far as a class c lots of benefits to a class c in fact i think I am really glad for us when we decided that we are going to have five kids in an RV and travel and see as many things as possible. I do not regret having a class C. Uh, it was it was a really good decision, <laughs> even though I said it doesn't look cool. But yeah, you know, the big thing is you can sleep a lot of people in less space because it has the remember if you if you're not familiar with the class C, it's the front of a van and it has the area the sleeping area above the front of the van that gives you two more spots to sleep. And so if you have three or four kids and you want to bounce around and go to national parks or bounce around um, and, and visit lots of different areas, uh, uh, then then that's that works amazing. Now, if you like to get really off grid, you're going to have a little limitation on a class C. Um, generally, they're dually in the back, meaning two tires on each axle. So the, it can handle quite a bit. We've done it. But you, a lot of your stuff's going to be bouncing around and moving yeah. around. And you can't technically go four-wheel drive. And I know a lot of families that have a class C and they just tow another vehicle. Or they just drive another vehicle. So that's definitely an option. You don't... That's the kind of the cool thing with RVing is you really have so many options. And when you have options in life, you're way more empowered to live your 
your dreams. So yeah. keep that in mind that it's not, if you're going to wait for everything to be perfect, it's never going to happen. Right. And you know, you can adjust and along the way and make changes and what works for one year, you know, you can change it for the next year. That's why you can look at a campground and go, oh, I like that setup because people drive by and they have their own unique perspective in there and what they have going on in their life. And that's why they have that setup. I'm looking next to our camp hosts here. They have a huge class A. They also tow a trailer. They have a boat in their site. So they came here and they have their art, their boat and their their quad and they have an extra tow vehicle so they they've set their set they look like they're here for a while they're here for a while but but it, again makes sense if this is where you're at and you want to be able to have all your toys to play with for us what i like about a fifth wheel too especially if we potentially go you have to think about your toys i remember robin thinking like we want to get into um into mountain biking and it was like it just hurt my heart to put my bike to put a bike on the back of our class C and drive thousands of That's miles. That's the other reason we want a toy hauler actually right now. It's such a pain to put our bikes inside every time we move. Yeah, yeah. and if you had, if we were in San Diego, it would be nice to have just all your toys be able to be put inside relatively easy, keep them safe, keep them from getting stolen. Unfortunately, theft sometimes is a problem depending on where you go, and so you don't have to worry about locking them up. Uh, as far as a class B, which will be Victor's next dream that he, we eventually have, I'm gonna cry. I can't imagine my kids leaving me. Okay, if I get stuck well, with just having to travel with Victor. <laughs> just kidding. We'll have a class B and it'll be so great. <laughs> no, it'll be it'll be awesome. Uh, a class B just it's the same same pros and cons as a having a class C, but I know the big one to me is how the toilet shower situation. I personally think I'd rather just have a tinier Class C that has its own private toilet and shower than right. to ever go to <clears throat> a Class B. I'm not available. I might agree with you though. I might agree with you based on that. I didn't really take that into consideration. The The big thing is resource, how much resources. So I, I envision us as our kids go over, like just two of us, like we can really be frugal, bring enough water. But remember we have seven people, just the amount they go to the bathroom and drink water. Like that's, that limits us a little bit in some ways. But if it's just us, yeah. like you don't have to have that much of a gray or black water holding tank. And again, if you don't- um, So if you're single or just you and a, one other person, you know, the class B uh, van life might be perfect. There are so many other YouTubes on that. So I'm gonna let defer to those because I am not an expert on that one. We haven't done it yet. What I will say though, is that we are kind of an expert on is car camping so if you're not sure what rv to get yet it might be worth to see even if you just like the feeling of camping or like rv-esque feeling of driving to a new location exploring driving to another location and exploring we did this a lot through our travels where we would fly to norway germany ireland hawaii new zealand With five where kids. we would just fly totally normal <laughs> where we just fly with backpacks rent a car bring a tent with us and then we would just hit the road and go explore and like we get to a campground we'd stay there set up tents we'd have our backpacking uh, cookware so we could cook food mm -hmm. it was so amazing so easy but it does flex a different muscle if you are those types that need a little bit more comfort and predictability yeah, it was hard. Even was... though you have air mattress, Robin uniquely, well, you know, Robin doesn't sleep that much anyway, but to me, uh, just, 10 hours last night, 10 hours last night. Got to yes, catch up every so often. I do think it, it's a great opportunity too to kind of get an idea of what's important to you. If you've never gone out, been in, out in nature and you don't know exactly what you want, get out there first and be like, am I just going to hang out? If you're just like hanging out in the campground, well, that automatically shifts stuff. If you're like, well, I really like rock climbing. 
that automatically is going to shift stuff because where you want to get to. Um, and so that can kind of steer you based on that. I feel like that's probably the best way to decide how you're, what you're going to pick is what you like to, to do, do and with how many people. <laughs> Absolutely. And then the other way to do it is how we first got into RVing is we rented an RV. So you can best. click here and uh, look through what Outdoorsy has for RV rentals. But uh, <laughs> we were not campers. We were not RVers. Now I grew up going out to the desert and camping uh, you know what i'm sorry let me back up for just a second we did not cover truck and camper shells because right. that's the one that's kind of what i'm leaning uh, or encouraging okay. my kids to get because they're already they're adults and they're thinking about what they want to manifest for their type of rv travel there are two different ways of doing that right there's the high-end camper and just and shell like that that sticks in your truck um, uh -huh. or just the, the fiberglass shell. shell. Yeah, and I did not, because there's no toilet, uh, you, that's kind of to me like the, almost the it's same as bed. car camping. If you're just gonna put a shell on top of your truck and then you can sleep in there. That's great. I don't, we don't do that. So I didn't really cover it. That is definitely an option. It's kind of the same as if you you're going to go car camping, <laughs> except you don't have to set up a tent. You can just hop in there. There's even where you can put the tent on the top of your truck or Jeep or car. Those are all great ways to experiment. Those are even lots of people travel with those as more weekend, week warriors, um, not necessarily for full-time travel, but if you're single, it's definitely something some people do and you, you totally could do it. I'm encouraging, uh, Isabel's been uh, thinking about what she wants to wake, uh, save up money for. And I'm kind of encouraging her to get a truck with an actual camper, like the Lance campers on it, because she's gonna wanna go four wheel drive to a crag. And you know, she could do the van thing, but I mean, really campers are really functional. I know they're not as cool looking as a conversion right, right, right. van, but for less money, she could have where she has sleeping space over the truck. She has a nice little table set up. She's got a kitchen and a private bath, bath and often shower. And so it it's functional and sometimes affordable. And if you can get a little bit older one, she can remodel it. So that is definitely another way to go. I know when we drove from US all the way up to Alaska through Canada, everybody, I mean, I don't even know if it was theirs or if it was just mostly rentals, but you can even rent a truck with a camper. And if the borders open up this year, um, that would be a really fun way to test it out to just rent a truck and camper and and see what again you have four-wheel so drive option options. on the truck and alaska's so open that you, as long as you have the ability to crawl to different areas you have way more options we were than a class so c limited taking yeah. our class c to alaska i regret it so much i mean i'm glad we did it, it yeah. but i i regret not having a different Set i up. wish i had just towed something like this all the way to alaska just so i could have my truck but we would have needed like a good three or four months to see everything right, 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 because right. it was, it's long. Again, the speed long. at which they travel to get there is ridiculous because of the class C and the way Robin can drive, pull over, sleep, wake up early, boom, and get done. So that's, yeah, we made that, a that's exactly border like three days. That's exactly what the, the, that pro con area, you just described a perfect scenario on what, what you're going to do there. Yeah. So, um, outdoorsy is one way when we first did it, we weren't campers. So like I said, I grew up going out to the desert we camped in a truck and camper and then we towed our toys behind us and it was great it was perfect i loved it um having but then we had we got married and we had kids and it wasn't even a thought in my mind until after sounds spoiled but after our like 10th trip to hawaii i'm like mm, i love hawaii but i'm kind of bored 
and I kind of want to do something more than just sit on the beach. And Victor's like, okay, why? (laughs) In part, it was like, in the end, I was, I didn't realize how much I was overworking. And that goes into another, we could talk about all those other things a little bit on another, another vlog. He worked so much. He worked so much. I was like, I just just want to sit in the sun and just like play in the water with my kids right in front of a a resort. And there was this burning inside that wanderlust that was already got going with her. And that's where we got it. So So renting is an option. So it was 2009, uh, because Jariah was a year old. Uh, I got, I went and rented an RV because it goes like this in our relationship. Hey, can we rent an RV? Yeah, sure, honey, whatever you want. I may as well said, do you want eggs for breakfast? Yeah, sure, honey. So I went and rented and brought him. Here's the keys. We're going. He's like, what? Wait, what? Huh? Kind of white knuckled. We went to Shasta, Mount Shasta. And First to the Sequoias. Sequoias. I remember thinking it was just so awkward uh, to drive a, a, it was a big class A, right? Mm-hmm. A bounder. Um, and it, it felt, it just handled differently. But uh, again, it was like one of those things, like once I did that, I was like, well, if I could drive this huge thing, then I could drive just about anything. And so You not do so not bad. need a different driver's license, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Everyone to... thinks that. To, to, to RV. Doesn't matter if you're in a class C tow this now if you want a double toe you need a special license but if you're you're like another like i think i'm kind of crazy like you guys a double toe you're like i just like kind of it's worship you like wow i'm so some i look at it like hmm, someday someday maybe so if you rent if you go and rent different things it'll give you an idea of what you like what you don't like and and that's that's the beautiful thing about renting and you'll see reserve americas everywhere i mean but outdoorsy the link that robin yeah. showed here is a great opportunity to start towing and just start off comfortable or maybe just a little outside your box if you're going to go with a 40 foot class a and you've never driven one well Might you're going to be, t- be the best choice right away um but if you do take it slow <laughs> class c's are a little bit easier to drive than a class a however your visibility when you drive a class a is much better so that's one thing to keep in mind. It's also important to keep in mind, like you said, driving through Utah and Idaho and Wyoming, like roads are so open. Southern California, Northern California, even like things are narrow and tight. So it's, it is important to know. I haven't gone to the East Coast enough to tell you, I, but what I know of it, it's, it's pretty Tighter. tight. Florida's much more wide open. So you can plan where your trip you're going too. is gonna definitely make yeah. a big difference. Yeah. I think we covered. I think most we did. Of- I think we did. And if there's any questions, please email us. Uh, we, we, Robin does a really amazing job of thinking about where we're going, but we do b- bounce around a little bit to make it a little more personal. Share some personal. Yeah, I'm stories supposed to be more this. organized in these YouTubes. I'm working on it. So <laughs> I, I. I uh- I she has so much grow. in that tiny little head that it, she just wants to share with you. So uh, I think that kind of covers it. But in the end, I would encourage you, having been one of those people that was like really reluctant, I camped once. Robin talked a little bit growing up. I camped once and we slept in the back of our wagon. Do you guys remember wagons? The thing comes up and you sleep in the back. Um, and so I really didn't. I wanted a little bit more comfort uh, initially. That's probably what pushed us towards a class A. Uh, but in the end, it was so big and so awkward to kind of steer for us at the time, especially camping on the beach. Those sites are small. Uh, for me, my, my my I really pushed us towards a class C and it was an amazing vehicle. It's still an amazing vehicle to get around, but get out there and expose yourself to lots of different ways. Um, there's no wrong. What's wrong is not making a choice. If you're deer in the headlights in anywhere in life, 
that's probably the wrong choice. <laughs> Absolutely. Look, it's 2021. Big things are happening. You can probably see it and feel it around you. It's really important to empower yourself and take that next step to living out your dreams now. Don't wait for somebody to do it for you. There are lots of ways to live your life. There are lots of ways to provide yourself a sense of safety and security. So don't hesitate. The more we all wake up to the power that we possess within ourselves, the greater, the happier, the more peaceful our world will be, okay? See you tomorrow.